All right, let's see if I remember how to do this. Oh man, volume five, here we go, last volume. Uh, starting it off wrong, I'm drinking a Red Bull, I'm not drinking tea, but you know, it is what it is. Okay, <clears throat> hello world, welcome back to the Flores and Friends podcast. This is the first episode of volume five. And I can't think of anyone better to start this last chapter with than my my day one, as the kids call them these days, <laughs> Kevin uh, Lucille Flores. Uh, how are you doing tonight, dear? Lucille. <laughs> it, hey, it's better like than that, it's better than Charles. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so yeah, man, it's uh, there's a lot going on right now. Uh, needless to say, I, I last I saw you was in January, but I don't think I've had you on since last year. So a lot's happened since you've been back on. Um, did I do the Christmas? Probably did some Christmas. Yeah, thing, I think right? that's it. I didn't check. I should, probably should have checked, but yeah, it's been a it's been a while, man. Good lord, how how much can happen in such a relatively short yeah. amount of time? Um, so but, I guess January was pretty good, right? Yeah, I was thinking. I was like, yeah, I think February. Like the end of oh, February. the end of January is when Kobe died, right? Didn't he die at the end of January? Yeah, we're gonna get into that. So let's just let's just get it out the way. Uh, we are currently in, I guess, the middle to beginning of the end of a pandemic. Hopefully, I don't have any wood nearby, but I'll pretend like I'm knocking on wood. Yeah. So this is uh, COVID nineteen. It's the coronavirus, man. Want to start off by saying if you're listening to this and you've been laid off or you've been furloughed or you're going through a bad a bad period, I'm very sorry to hear that. You have all my well wishes and I really hope it doesn't last much longer for you. Kev, what's it been like for you so far with uh, all of this? Really, it's been kind of normal for us. Yeah. We don't, you know, Claire's like almost a year and a half, so we're not... It's a pain in the ass to go out to a restaurant anyway. We don't take her to go see a movie. like, And I, there's really no time for me to go see a movie. So and we're not going out to bars. We're not really doing anything. Uh, we're not really doing any of that kind of stuff. I would say the hardest part has probably been like not seeing like mom. We went two months without seeing mom. Jeez. That might be the longest I've ever gone in my life without seeing her. Yeah. And, you know, it's really tough because she like, you know, she wants to see Claire and all that kind of shit. Yeah. Um, but really it's kind of normal for us we don't really do a lot of things anyway yeah we we're both homebodies like you and i um and gab's also a homebody and y'all are y'all have a kid so that's that kind of even if you didn't have a kid right now i doubt it would have affected y'all that severely right i mean all things you know oh not getting a haircut that that has been probably (laughs) but i did get a haircut that's awesome did you do it yourself no Ah. They opened up on Friday. I was able to get uh, get in on uh, on Saturday. You fucking coward! <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was gonna let Gab cut my hair. Yeah, and I watched like a ton of YouTube videos, and I was like, I don't trust her to do this at all. You trust her enough to to tie your life to her for the rest of your life, but you know, haircuts haircuts where you draw the line, yeah. huh? Yep. Oh, well, you know, she's she's just the mother of your child and future children, so you know, it, it's no big deal, right? It's not like you're gonna spend. Rest- cut hair. <laughs> it's not like y'all are gonna spend the rest of y'all live together, you know. <laughs> you know, but uh, but yeah, uh, I actually cut my own hair. I, I did it really weird at first, and then this past weekend I trimmed it. But 
I'm kind of in the same bag, man. Like, you know this. I started working from home full time this past November. So I was already like four months ahead of the game. And other than, you know, I've taken some, I've scaled back on hours with my company because I work in a field that was very, very severely affected by all of this. So I've had to scale back, but hey, man, I I know people that have been laid off. I know people that have been furloughed. So as long as I have a job, I'm happy. It kind of, it's, it kind of sucks for a lot of people, but honestly for us, I'm not going to say it's never been better, but like we, we've been really fortunate, right? We haven't lost our jobs. We haven't got any hours cut. Yeah. You know, Gab was only going to work for a few hours a day, a few times a week and still, but still getting paid full to, you know, like she worked 40 hours. So it's really been, we've been really lucky and we've been really good. And and Claire wasn't going to daycare. So we weren't having to pay for that. So, you know, that's a, uh, that was money freed up that we didn't have to come, you know. So, so it's been it's been pretty good for us, honestly. So you so you, so you can send me like fifty bucks, right? I don't have fifty bucks <laughs> on me right now. <laughs> well, I, I we we have each other's number. We can get we can hash this out later. Uh, anyway, <laughs> but yeah, man, it's been a wild year so far. Like this year started out great for me, man. Like I turned thirty. That was such a fun weekend when you guys came to town, and we had so much fun, and it was worlds colliding and people who you know, who are big and who are important to me in different aspects of my life who had never really met or hung out, have met and hung out. And it was very, very weird. And it was such, (laughs) such a lovely time. And then like a month later, everything went to hell. And it's just like, wow, it's crazy. But, you know, we'll, we'll talk about this at the end when we talk about the questions. But I think there's a lot to be learned from all of this. And I'm hoping we can all learn and grow. And, you know, things will change for the better after all of this, hopefully. I mean, things are reopening. Hell, but the the gym I go to just reopened today. And I thought about, oh, maybe I can squeeze a little visit in before I have to record. But I was like, nah, man, everybody, their brother's itching to go back to the gym. So that, there's no way. I'm probably not going to go for like another two weeks. I feel like weeks. people aren't going to like wipe down like they should. Well, I, I, as far as the gym I go to, I won't say which one because I don't want to impugn any gym or anything like that. But every time I've gone to the gym I go to, uh, people are pretty good about it. So, But it'll be at 25% capacity, I think I read. And I'm like, so everybody's going to want to go and they're not even going to be able to let everyone in. So it's like, nah, right. it's not even going to work. But hopefully sooner or later, I never in a million years thought I would miss the gym as much as I do. Like – I'm I'm not a very active person. Like I'm a homebody like myself. Like my lifestyle hasn't really changed much except yeah, except like on the weekends or like a Friday night or movies. Movies is the big thing. Like a lot of movies would be coming out right now and that would be a big thing. And and I like to go out to places nature-wise and like out and about on my weekends and that's really that's really changed and that's really where the strife has been. But on the grand scheme of things what a lot of people are going through right now, I mean fortunate we uh, i think that's the word i'm very fortunate um yeah same so let's talk about something a little bit you know better with the in our drought of new you know no sports no new content really to speak of we've been blessed the gods at espn push forward the last dance the 10-part documentary on the 1997-1998 Bulls final championship where they won their sixth ring with Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, Dennis Rodman, Steve Kerr, Ron Harper, etc., etc., with uh, coach by Phil Jackson. It just wrapped up last night. I rewatched the entire thing leading up to the last two episodes last night. ESPN was showing them all eight hours before the last two hours. 
And so I got a good feel from it, but you you did a little rewatch today as well. Yeah, but I only got through to like episode five. I got to, I think it was like the dream team stuff is okay. what I got to on the second watch. Okay. But, I mean, you'd watched every episode. We had been texting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's over these five weeks, you and I have been talking about it like probably three or four times a week, just like talking about random shit and just how great it is. First off, I think it's fair to say both of us loved it, right? Yeah, what, were I loved you, it. what was your. I loved it. What, yeah. What would you say your overall feelings about it were? are? I knew a lot of that stuff already. Yeah. There wasn't much that I like learned that was new. Yeah. Or there were some things that were like, oh, yeah, that's right. I for, you know, I forgot about that. But, yeah, I didn't know that or whatever. But my overall take is, like, I heard, like, people say, like, oh, after you watch this documentary, you're going to know why Michael Jordan's the best, why he's the greatest. Yeah. And I don't come away with that same thought. Hmm. It doesn't make me think he's the greatest. I, like, it did, like, I think LeBron James is the greatest. Well, here's an interesting conversation. Is there a difference between the greatest and the best? Yes. In my book, I, I think there is a distinction that can be made. There is usually so, there is usually right. a correlation between the most talented and the greatest, but it's not necessarily a direct the link. The same. Yeah. So I would say that, yes, he is the greatest, but I don't come away thinking he's the best. I would say LeBron is the best. There's a lot of things about it that I love. For the record, you were born in 87. Sorry to put you out there how old you are. but So you were alive for this year. Uh, I was alive for that year, but like, yeah. I, it's funny because I was trying to remember, like, obviously I didn't remember any of the first three. Mm-hmm. But I remember watching the Bulls and the Supersonics. I remember seeing that. Yeah. But I don't remember the, the first Jazz uh, finals, but I remember the second Jazz Finals, just vaguely. Like, I don't remember details. I mean, right? yeah, I you were like 10 and 11, details. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you were, you were, I know it's it's a long time ago, because you're old as fuck at this point, but um, <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, you you were a basketball fan. Would you, is it fair to say you were a basketball fan at this time period, 97, 98? I would not, I wouldn't say that is accurate. Would you say you were I more mean, into the... Michael Jordan, right? When did yeah. Space Jam come out? 95. Oh, shit, okay. So, yeah, I must have watched basketball then. Not like I... I wouldn't say a fan. I probably didn't know shit about it. I don't know how regularly it came on TV. Yeah. Like it is now. But yeah, I mean, I... I yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, I know the history of it all. Would you say that you were more into baseball at the time? Yes. Yeah, I was a big Braves fan at the time. I, I would, yeah, but everybody knew Michael Jordan. Yeah, it's, you know, mom. Yeah. yeah, we had some old pictures, and I had, you know, I had, a, I think I had a Space Jam jersey. You did, Toon Squad. I remember that. Yeah, and I had a in a regular Bulls Michael Jordan jersey. Yeah, I, I think probably most most kids did, right? It's funny. I don't remember any of this, like at all. I was very young while this was going on. My in my mind, all I knew about Michael Jordan. This is gonna, you you already mentioned it. My whole basis of understanding Michael Jordan was was Space Jam. Like I didn't realize. Like I obviously knew he didn't he didn't join back come back to basketball because of fucking Bugs Bunny and the monsters. I I, I was aware of that. I had no problem separating yeah. reality from fiction. But I didn't know his dad died. Like I remember hearing about it. I didn't know. I, I was aware that he left for basket. I know he left basketball to go play baseball. I didn't know. 
Basically, you know what's funny? I assumed all of the things that were going on outside of like him being in Toon World, everything like in Space Jam, if you remember, everything that goes on with his family. I thought that was his real wife. I thought those were his real kids. I thought that was his real house. <laughs> like I thought that that was what his life was. That was his real dog. Yeah. And I never thought like, I didn't know gambling was involved or freaking uh the jordan rules i didn't know about the pistons i didn't really know about the lakers all i knew oh, about yeah, yeah, i didn't yeah, know yeah. about anything all i knew about michael jordan was space jam is awesome and that soundtrack is forever fire like that like fly like eagle bus seal is like the most inspirational song of all time to me yeah so it's kind of like okay i didn't know i didn't remember all those things at the time but you know i've seen the dream team documentary yeah yeah, yeah. i've seen i've seen the magic and bird documentary you see yeah. things as you kind of go i read the michael jo- I, had the, I read the michael jordan book so you kind of know these things. Now, what I, one thing about you said his dad died. I knew his dad died. I didn't know his dad went missing for three weeks. Yeah, it's wild. It's like, oh, shit, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's my, my take on all of it is, first off, I loved it. I was like, I am a really big fan of Westworld. And literally, this started the like the last like Westworld was eight episodes this season. It wasn't that great. That's a that's a topic for another pod. But I was a really big fan. I am a really big fan of Westworld. And I watched that every night it came on until the last dance started. And I was like, sorry, Westworld. You guys got to wait two hours before I can watch you because I got to watch this first. And I, I don't think I learned a lot either, but it's amazing seeing it. Instead of reading about yeah. it, hear people talk about it. It's amazing seeing the footage and seeing the interviews. And it didn't – I don't feel like it gave me any – any new knowledge but it gave me insight like it gave more color to situations that are kind of like abstract in my mind i was like oh no i understand how big a deal dennis rodman was i understand how good scotty pippen was even more so than i was already aware i i didn't really know a lot about the internal machinations of the bulls franchise and i am a bulls fan like i full disclosure i'm a bulls fan but as a bulls fan since i started in the derrick rose period like everything before that, I don't really lay claim to that because that just feels like I'd be bandwagoning. But I, I mean, Jerry Reinsdorf still owns the team. John Paxton, up until very recently, was our GM or exact VP of uh, basketball. It's stupid. But luckily, John uh, Gar Foreman and John Paxton are no longer part of the team. They can kiss my ass. But anyway, so it was, it was, it was quality entertainment, though. And here's my question. You have you ever watched Eddie Murphy's Raw? A long time ago, yeah. It is my hands down favorite uh, stand up special for of all time. I think it's the funniest. It's it's definitely problematic. It's hella problematic. I'm not defending it, and I don't think Eddie would. But there's a he makes a joke about men and women, like especially a young guy, like he, he they they fall in love, like he's really into a girl, but she won't sleep with him, and then he's like, and, and then he finally gets some. And he thinks it's the best sex he's ever had in his life. And he's like, and Eddie's like, it's not that good. If you were starving and someone threw you a cracker, and he's like, you would think that's the best cracker in the world. He's like, oh, goddamn, that's a Ritz, huh? No, no, that's amazing. And then you realize after a while that you're just eating plain saltines. And it's just, my, my question is, that's a long way of asking, do you think that this was legitimately great? Or... You know the time period, the what's going on, the lack of other really like substantial options. Do you think that that is kind of inflating it in our minds? Um, no, I think it. I think it is. 
Well, I mean, it's great, right? It's yeah. great. I wouldn't say it's my, the best documentary, my favorite sports documentary, but but it's legitimately great. Yeah. And like, I don't think it would have mattered what else was going on. Yeah. It doesn't matter that nothing else is going on. What were some of your favorite parts? Well, before we get into that, I gotta ask you something because this okay, is good. like. I think I don't know if this is the greatest sports doc I've ever seen because so. because do we consider OJ Made in America a sports doc? Yeah, it's a sports doc. Well, then that's the best. That's hands down the yeah, best. Yeah, that's the best one. Yeah, I agree. But I was like, but that feels like yeah, it talks about his sports career, but it kind of talks more about the trial. Yeah, it's more of a it's more of a murder document. <laughs> yeah, and it's more cultural than necessarily yeah. sports centric. But if we consider that a sports doc. That is hands down. But if we do not consider that a sports doc. And this is up there. It's up there. Like, I really love the burden magic of courtship arrivals. That is probably, that was what maybe, like, I was always aware of who my, Magic Johnson was. I really enjoyed him. I really liked Larry Bird. But the uh, Bird versus Magic, a courtship of rivals. I think it's on HBO. That made me fall in love with who my Magic Johnson... Magic Johnson's my favorite basketball player of all time. Like, I really believe that. Like, I, th- I think that he is so inspirational. Not that MJ isn't inspirational. I mean, I like Michael Jordan just as much as the next guy, but I think that... I don't know. I just I just connected with Magic so much more. And I think he's a... I, 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 it's kind of... This is kind of hard to say, but I think Magic Johnson's a better person than MJ. Uh, I guess we can get into that. So, yeah, I think that probably Bird and Magic... I mean, that was only That's two hours. Really that was only ten, two hours. Yeah. Think about like this. This is also like ten hours long, and there's so much to it. It's like, man, if they made a ten-hour bird and magic doc, how great would that have been? It's like, uh, so I guess on quality, I guess the embarrassment of riches. This is Here's probably the, the best. Yeah, it's ten hours long, and I didn't feel like it was too long. No, I was like, they could have done fifteen. Yeah, they could have done more. There was like, I would have definitely watched more. Yeah, man. Like it was so good. Like we were. How many times did I text you every night, every weekend, every Sunday night that this came on? How the fuck is that an hour? Like these episodes just yeah, flew the fuck fly. by. Like it was. It's insane. Let's go through some of our favorite things. Uh, okay. First off, I have to say the music was really good. Like I, I kind of sleep on '90s music because I think it's like it's. It's not really my thing, but there's these had a lot of hits that I was like, wow. Yeah, so the first go-through, I didn't really necessarily – I didn't like pay attention to the music. Yeah. But then like this go-around, they're doing something like this montage of Michael Jordan. And I, I don't know the song. I'm not familiar with the song, but I'm like, man, that's a great, I like, think that's it's, a great uh, song. I think it's I Ain't No Joke by Eric B. and Rakim. I'm like, man, that's like a great – like that's a great feel for this moment. Yeah. Yeah, man. It freaking knocked it out the park music-wise. Okay, so – you're saying the music was really good. Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay, I, I don't want to. I don't want to step over you, but but go ahead, keep going. No, no, no. I, I'll just say again. I really liked the insight. I really liked seeing these people, and I loved the interviews. the 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 current day interviews are. I think they filmed this last year because obviously Kobe and David Stern were there. Oh yeah. So I think they filmed this last year, but seeing everyone they got, seeing everybody like speak on the record about things. I mean, the elephant in the room is that, as Ken Burns pointed out, this isn't really good sports journalism because the subject matter, Michael Jordan, had a hand in producing it and had, like, I think what I heard yeah, was he— I think it was—I don't feel like—okay, so, like, you saw Bohemian Rhapsody? 
No, I did not see Bohemian Rhapsody. Well, like, okay, so you know the band members had, like, a say in, like, how the movie was made. And you yep. can kind of tell, like, man, that is not, that's that can't be how that went down. Absolutely. I don't feel like this was, you know, Ooh. a suckfest of Michael Jordan. Okay, I don't think it was a suckfest. He gave us more than he's probably ever given in his professional career. But, but, I'll just say, there's a phrase, the absence of evidence is not the evidence is not evidence of absence. I think I butchered that. But basically, like, it's not necessarily what was shown. It's like, what wasn't shown? What wasn't touched well, upon? They didn't talk about his family. Yeah, he didn't see his kids until, like, I think the he last episode. Talk, they didn't talk about his per, his personal life at all, except for maybe, like, the stuff with his dad. Yeah. So so I'd like to, I would have liked to see more on that. Yeah. But if, there, if it was really just about the last season and all the build up to that last season. Yeah. Then I don't know why that's relevant. That's fair. They didn't really dive into, I mean, they kind of got into, it's not a Michael Jordan documentary. Yeah. Really? They, they got into, I mean, he's kind of the, he's obviously the main character, but it's not about yeah. him, but like they got into some of Scotty. Well, they got more into Rodman's personal life because it was so fantastic. Like, well, it was got, so, I thought they did some stuff with Scotty about his dad and his brother. But, like as far as like relationships wise, like you know, they didn't talk about Scotty's marriages or anything like that, or his relationships yeah. or anything like that. So I think that they were like, "Well, we're yeah, not going to focus on, all on, yeah. the, on the court kind of stuff or off the court stuff, but that could impact on the court but, kind of stuff." But my my issue is like certain perspectives and certain way they kind of maybe. The the way they could the way they may have presented certain things, especially about Scotty, which we'll talk about, it kind of makes him. I just would like to hear like other perspectives on certain things. When I just felt like, yeah, this is probably just MJ's perspective on things, or the way he wants it kind of told, and kind of way he wants it. Look, no, I didn't find gave it. Other players' perspective on things, but it was like, but again, if they had said anything that was. Uh, to what Michael probably would have presented, would that have made? There's always there's, there's a there's a slight credibility issue. It's like what the if, Isaiah stuff was almost a direct contradiction. But what I'm saying, what Michael was saying. But I'm saying it's like okay, may, there, there, there's an issue of credibility, not a serious one. I didn't find it distracting or flagrant. I just think that there is in the back of our minds we have to keep in mind that look. What made the cutting room floor? Like, what necessarily? I mean, what if there was something that he was like, "I don't want that in there." It's like, well, why not? It's like I just don't. It's like, eh. But again, overall, and I enjoyed I don't it. Know, man, they, they they tried. They they brought up the subject that his gambling yeah. issue was the reason why his dad died. Like they brought that up. Yeah, and again, it's a documentary. It's entertainment. It's not a dip. That's fucking crazy. It's not a deposition. It's not like we're not in a court of law. It's not under oath or anything like that. So, I mean, it's entertainment. It's not a, it's not necessarily got to be the end all be all, but I still enjoyed it. I thought, again, I thought we got more insight into it than. Yeah. That's what the main thing I took away. Yeah. One of my favorite things was just how candid he was about everything. I don't feel like he held back anything. Uh, Maybe. I, I I texted you that last night. Like, Man, I wish they, I could just see all the interviews and all the questions that they asked him. Just that, I'd, I'd want to just see that because he's, man, he was like Scotty's contra. Scotty was wrong about that. Isaiah, I don't care what he says. He, he's there's nothing gonna make me think he's not an asshole. I'm like, God, what you, coming from a person who doesn't typically speak at all, yeah. right? And again, they don't really touch on Jordan's contract negotiations and that kind of stuff. And it's like, again. 
Not necessarily that there's That's any true. not that there's any foul play afoot or I'm not accusing anyone of anything. I'm just saying that there is you always have to keep it back in your mind that if there was anything that might like would you put it past Jordan to force them to cut something that he did not like? I wouldn't put it past him. So I'm I was trying like, to, maybe, but I'm, I'm what I'm saying is like some of the stuff that they they brought up is kind of like, well, shit. If he let that go, what did what did he let that like? What didn't he approve? Again, I, I and this goes to my main my main takeaway from all this was you you only you have two choices when you're doing a documentary on a subject: involve them or not involve them, or at least extend the offer to involve them. If you involve them, they're probably going to want some editorial control, and you'll may not get the full picture, but if you don't involve them, you know you 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 might get the a fuller picture, but you'll get plausible deniability from them. So it's oh, like they had to involve him though, because he owned the, the yeah exactly. Rights. So it's like, hey man, we can either go with this knowing that he has fine he has editorial input and oversight, so we can either play along or we can not and never ever have this. So it's like, what what choice do you make? And they made the choice of, hey man, we'll just play along and we'll we'll show what we can. Uh, but let's let's uh, again. I don't want to dwell on the negative here. It's it's legitimately great, and let's let's run through some topics about it. Okay. So the big one was Scotty. You had a big issue with Scotty. What do you what do you yeah, think? You, what do you, yeah. What, what, Scotty's what, what, a bitch. <sighs> okay. I mean, let's be honest. Okay. Why is Scotty a bitch to you? Okay. We can let's start with he had a migraine. Okay. Okay. Maybe he Dog, had a migraine. He was like, how are you? How do you expect someone to play? basketball they're seeing double it does okay let's just say he had a migraine okay you ever then, first off have you ever had a migraine yes okay just getting that on the I've record i've never seen double not all migraines are the same they could be more right, severe okay. or less severe but let's just say okay let's just go he had a migraine okay. okay i'm trying to remember the order in which things happen because uh that's another problem i didn't like the back and forth so much like, oh, i, I feel like they did it too much I love that they it's hopped around. It's hard to around. keep track, like, is this 98 or is this 93? Is this 96? Is this, you know, but, but anyway, okay. He had a migraine. Yep. Then he gets mad about his, his contract that he signed because he even fully admitted that, well, if I got hurt, I wasn't, you know, basically didn't have any, any confidence in a long-term career, basically, yeah. by signing that contract. He's yeah. like, well, I had to do what I had to do to, to make sure I at least he, got something. He, he had to okay, do that so, because... He had two family members, one of them his father, yeah. who was wheelchair-bound. He came from very poor upbringing. He has very That's, poor background. Why is that so, my fault? Why is that my I'm not problem? Saying you it's his the fault. contract. I'm not saying it's his fault. Not saying it's his fault. No, but, but then he acts like a bitch about it. It's not that he's a bitch about it. It's the fact that, you know, again, he, he uh, and you're right, Jerry Reinsdorf said, hey, uh, you he advised Scotty not to sign this contract. Yeah. I get it. I get it. That is probably. I just think that the fact so that then he's he, mad about. So then he's mad about the contract that he signed, and was he underpaid? Yes, but but like you did that, and you said the reason you did that was because you were unsure about your long term success, career, whatever, however you want to phrase it. Then okay, so that's two things. Then he refuses to go in the game. Which could you imagine? Could you imagine? Could you imagine if LeBron and D Wade when they were playing? And they drew up a play for D Wade, and LeBron didn't go in, or, or or even or if they drew up a play for LeBron and D Wade didn't go in. Could you imagine? Look, oh my god! Look, just for anyone who didn't watch or has no basis or can't recall what we're talking about, but basically, 
There's a play in, I think it was the 94, 95 it was season. season. There was a season Jordan wasn't there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was 94, 95, I think. Or, yeah, I can't remember. But it, it uh, they had the play drawn. It was Phil drew up a play to win the game for Tony Kukoc, and Scotty wanted to take the last shot. He said, no, we're doing it with Tony because Tony has a better track record of doing this, and you don't – this isn't necessarily your strength. And, you know, Scotty got it. His pride got the best of him. And – Look, I think to go in the game. Yeah, he sat out, and luckily Tony Kukoc sank. Another thing I didn't know: I knew Pippen refused to go into the game. I did not realize Kukoc then still hits the game-winning shot. Yeah, I thought he missed. I thought that he missed. I I, I was like, "Oh wait, he made it." I was like, "Oh yeah." I was watching. I was like, "Oh, and he fucking made it." (laughs) Look. You 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 rag on him because of the contract, and I think that that's not necessarily as black and white as people as you may view it, and other people may view it. But the only thing legitimately I thought was was flagrantly a mistake on Scotty's part was doing that, not not going in the game. Because I mean, then yeah, okay, well, hold on, we're, we're not done yet. <laughs> then then he's pissed off about his contract still. Yeah, he decides he's got some ruptured something in his ankle. Yeah, or he's got a foot right? injury or something like that. That he says, I'm not going to ruin my summer. I'm going to have surgery at the start of the season. And that's the same shit Shaq would do. I knew this was going to bring... I knew you were going to tie Shaq into this What are you talking about? What are you talking about? You're putting up... First off, let's just say, John, you had a ruptured tendon in your foot. Yeah. Aren't you getting that shit, like, taken care of immediately? Because it fucking hurts? Well, maybe it only hurts when he's performing or or doing something physically fit. Yeah. Then, then... He says, uh, I'm not going to play again. Then it's the part where David Aldridge is like, I've talked to Scotty's agent. He says, that's not true. And then it come, turns, comes to the final. He says, oh, I'm never going to play for them again. Yeah. And then he does come back. And then the back injury, which, okay, let's just say. Let's just say Why are you so injury. hard on this dude and his injuries, dude? No, 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 you can't no, no. help that. But don't you don't, – do you ever work with somebody? you ever work with somebody that always has something? Look, working in the retail. They always have something. Working coming out. Like, like these people have the most dramatic fucking lives you, you you could ever imagine. Look, working in the retail industry as long as I did, I was very very. If I got frustrated a lot with some of the Isn't reasons. Isn't it crazy how how somebody always has something happening, something bad? And I feel like that's Scotty. And I'm like, dude, for one, you can't you can't say you're one of the greatest players or you know a top fifty player or. When you quit on your team, you didn't show up because you were pissed off about your contract, you have a migraine at the most inopportune time, you have a back injury at the most inopportune time, and it just made it just made him look bad. He did not look favorable at all. Yeah. Maybe you could say maybe they were saying like last night they were saying, Well, you can't question him now. He played in that game with a back injury. And it's like okay, okay. He played in the game. He came out fifteen times. He played? He did his best. What do you sure. want from him? He had a bad back. What do you want from him? I hear, I, I hear you. It's just he doesn't come off favorable. And the thing I said to you was he wonders why he's not remembered more fondly or why people don't have him like ranked higher. And there's like five things of like, dude, what are you doing? Look, look man, look. I think that his greatest fault, except for not taking the sh- not playing in that last. Uh, play of that game. That is the only thing I'm like, you got me on that one. I'm not defending that one. But everything else, I think that everyone's like, I think what people hold against Scottie Pippen is he's not Michael Jordan. He's not as great as Michael Jordan. He's like, yeah, he's no, imperfect. That's not, that's not, he's, he's not he's, as great as Michael Jordan. He's imperfect. And guess what? 
pretty much every other athlete, yeah, major professional athlete, your boy Kobe, which we'll talk about, a lot of athletes have Are very imperfect. problematic, very uh, iffy kind of things. And again, besides not getting in the game that last play, that is the only thing I'm like, no. But everything else, I'm like, hey, man, look, could they have done it without him? It's just convenient. You know what I'm saying? It's just convenient. It's That's it's it's questionable. And again, yeah, I think that Scotty reflected and re- and admitted his mistakes. No, he said he would do it again because he knew that. Hey, guess what? I, he probably was like, I learned something from that mistake, and you know, I wouldn't change it because I learned something from it. And he still made the shot, so it's 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 all wonder. It's probably he regrets it, but it's all water in the bridge. What am I going to be like? Yeah, I would fix my mistake. He's like, no, I learned from that mistake, and I never I would yeah, never he, do that he shit did again. Not look good, in my opinion. I'd be I'd be mad. If I was his teammate. I mean, look, man. I mean, Michael Jordan still loves him. Michael Jordan said, if you think about Michael Jordan, don't speak on Michael Jordan without mentioning Scottie Pippen or whatever. I'm probably paraphrasing. So, see, I don't think that he's – I mean, he's not my favorite player, and I think that he's really talented, and I think he's great. But I wouldn't say that I was like – that's why you don't see people wearing Scottie Pippen jerseys. But guess what? Dude still has six rings. You did that to yourself. He did that to himself. And I think he owns it. He owns it. What do you want from him? So let's talk about let's talk about the other uh, notable figure in all this. The one, the late uh, Jerry Krause. I had a huge problem. I had a huge problem. I felt really bad that he was not alive to defend himself. Like I, I mean, what is there to defend? You have all the clips of him saying the same shit. But again, whereas Scotty, I think, brought in some context and some reasoning and some rationale behind it. No. Here's the rationale behind it. He's looking forward. He's looking towards the future. He's always thinking about the organization in the future. Organization yeah. in the future. For what? He's got his... Like, like, I get that, but like, well, they weren't going to be producing at their their current money they wanted. Yeah. But dude, you're winning. You're winning. My main thing is the fact that Jerry Krause felt underappreciated. Until you could go 82-0. and 0. Yeah, you're not coming back. Look, man, Phil is not necessarily the best guy in the world. He lied. He lied to Jerry Krause's face. He lied to that man. He said that no. Oh, yeah, yeah. oh, Phil's Phil's a conniving little fuck. But yeah, uh, but but the the I don't know what's more egregious of of like Michael Jordan saying if Phil's if Phil's not the coach, I'm not coming back. And he goes, okay, see ya. (laughs) What? Can you imagine? You know, uh, so my thing is Jerry Krause, I mean, God, they were merciless. Dude, Michael Jordan fucking hated Jerry Krause. Like, they had so much footage and so much incidents of just him, like, ragging on this dude and everything he did. Like, Jordan was like, nah, fuck you. And Scotty hated him, too. It's just like, God, it's got to be tough. Like, you're... But you're, he did. He, he I mean, he wasn't, he, wasn't a, he wasn't a choir boy either himself, so I get it. He just felt like he was underappreciated, and he felt like he was not – he was taken Dude. for granted. I don't okay. agree with it, but it's understandable. I still Here's think he was wrong. Understand. Yeah. After they won the, they won whatever championship was, maybe, I don't remember which one it was, but he's like talking about the organization, the organization, the organization. Yeah, we have great players, but it's also the organization. Yeah, Dude, which he – Shut he, the fuck up. He claims that he was misquoted and, you know, that was taken no, out of context. No, no, no. No, no, no. I'm talking about – you're talking about – that thing. I'm talking about after they win yeah. and they're interviewing him and he's like, it's a great organization. We have great players, yes, but it's also a great organization from the top down. Yeah. Like that was his... That, that I'm like, dude, shut the fuck up. 
even if that's true, don't. Why are you saying that? Yeah, you you don't you're, see you're, that. You're, you're under. You're you're taking. You're trying to say that you should have more prestige, uh, credit, prestige. Yes. Not more than Michael Jordan, but you're like, well, he should. He's getting too much. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, you don't see that a lot in these days. Like you, I mean, you obviously have crazy front offices, and I mean, I'm a Bulls fan. I can tell you all about fucking pathetic. You have crazy team. front offices, but if Michael, if if LeBron says. Hey, yeah. I'm not gonna, I'm not coming back. Uh, you get rid of Frank Vogel, I'm leaving. Yeah. Guess what? Frank Vogel's gonna be the coach next year. Yeah. But I really think the person, and I've seen this a lot on ESPN. I mean, they've been covering it like crazy. I think it's kind of weird that they're like treating an in-house like project as like a major sporting event. But you know, it is what it is. They're it is a major sporting event, and they're not the only network doing that. Yeah, but it's funny. I've seen it a lot that. Where was Reinsdorf in all this? What, what, Reinsdorf didn't have the authority to ru- overrule Jerry Krause and be like, yo, we're keeping Phil. We're keeping Michael. He did. Isn't that what happened, though? And Phil said no? Yeah, but I just thought it was like, why would you – I mean, you don't see this. You never know. I have a theory about Reinsdorf, how he escaped so much flack in this doc. But Oh, he should get – you, you have to let Michael Jordan get what he wants. <laughs> Well, I don't even understand that. Well, again, Jerry Krause, outside of Michael Jordan, everything else that happened was Krause's managing. So he wasn't a scrub. He wasn't a joke, but he definitely was, you know, he was proud. He was proud. His ego got in the way. But what I'm saying about Jerry uh, Jerry Reinsdorf is, like, why would you, was there, I need, I need some, I need some details about when Krause says if Phil goes 82-0, and 0, uh, it doesn't matter, you're still gone. Like, Reinsdorf wasn't like, whoa, what the fuck are you doing? Why are you saying this? Like, what? where yeah. was the dialogue between Kraus and Reinsdorf about, like, yo, bruh, chill the fuck out. Like, I'm the boss here. You run our coach. Yeah, it's just like, why are you causing so much trouble? Like, it was just like, I felt like he was negligent. But my theory is, this is maybe tinfoil conspiracy theory. Like, again, Michael Jordan had, he had a hand in making this. So I think, I personally believe, that Michael probably instructed the filmmakers, the documentary makers, to kind of go easy on Reinsdorf because he also is a fellow NBA owner. owner. So uh, yeah. there's probably some interleague politics going on there. So I'm just saying I can't prove that. That's just my theory. That's what I suspect. But I think he might have laid it a little easy on Reinsdorf because they're both in the but same viewer, fraternity. You can, but as a viewer, you can... Yeah. See past that and see yeah. the owner deserves a lot of blame as well. Yeah. So you're down on Kraus. Absolutely. Yeah. It's crazy to me. It, that, that's like, that was pretty early on, right? That was like the first few episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they start, where they start talking about that. And I'm going, this guy, it's insane. Yeah. Like, it's insane. I just keep thinking of like, well, you know, our current teams and, you I, know. Yeah. Bob Myers for Golden State can. I mean, look, he drafted Draymond, he drafted Steph, he drafted Clay. There's a lot of luck involved because you've got those guys, but yeah, yeah, okay, you did a good job, but you don't deserve half the credit that they deserve. Yeah, it's 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 pretty it's pretty flagrant. I just felt bad for everybody else. Like, could just you imagine? Sit back and shut the fuck up. No, could you imagine working at like a high pressure, lucrative, but it's a very tense situation where. Your star, your like leader, is at odds with management, and he's like, 
he's literally calling out his boss in front of you. Like that just that's like a toxic work environment. I mean, it was successful. Yeah, that was a lot of it. There's a lot of drama surrounding them, huh? Yeah. What do you what what do you think about that? Like there was Michael Jordan came out before all this happened. I think he was doing this to like save face and like kind of lower our expectations or kind of like couch it to be like, oh, you can't. No one's gonna like me after this. It's like I think he was like he was kind of doing that to raise our expectations to think he was awful. And when he wasn't that awful, we were like, oh, well, he's not that bad of a guy. Kind of a reverse psychology sort of thing. What, yeah, I didn't. See, I didn't. Nothing in that made me think, oh, that guy's a fucking. Ugh. But you I, know? maybe I guess it was meant for he called some dude a hoe. Like yeah, that, I, I think it's meant it? for people who aren't aware of his behavior like that. Like I think you and I were both pretty aware of how awful he was to work with, and like how how mean and bullying Demanding. he can be. Yeah, like poor Scott Burrell. Like I mean, Scott Burrell played like ass in that last game six of that last championship. But you know, Scott Burrell. I mean. He took it all in stride, man. BJ Armstrong, all of his teammates were like, he was mean, but he, I don't think he was a bully. I think he was trying to be effective leader, and it's just one leadership style. Yeah, I don't think that would really work today. Either. No, you can't. I mean, if anyone can get away with it, it's Michael Jordan because he, like, that, that's the thing, man. Like, that's where I kind of agree with him. Like, he didn't, yeah, he took it a little too far, but I agree with his principle that, like, I wouldn't do ask you to do anything. I wouldn't be willing yeah. to do myself. And I'm like, I understand that, but you don't have – okay, I just want to state for the record. All these people that like overzealous and they're overzealous and they champion that leadership style, it is a way that can work and it has worked, but that's not necessarily the only way to work. That's all, that's all I wanted to say is like you don't have to be an asshole. That's all I'm saying. You, yeah. Assholes are successful, but there are plenty of good people who are also – successful and not assholes so that's that was my main takeaway from that but i mean i just know that he was merciless and if you didn't like it you could go like i mean stick around yeah, so you win championships the, the steve kerr thing yeah. i didn't know i knew all i ever heard was oh yeah you punched steve kerr in practice one time yeah i didn't realize steve kerr initiated it steve kerr i love what he said he's like i'm just as competitive as the next guy I just not usually big enough to back it up, but I was like, "That's Steve, that's my that's my energy, Steve Kerr, man." I feel you, Steve Kerr. That's another. I can't wait for a, like a long documentary on Steve Kerr because oh, a little bit I was we got that last night. So they're you know last night they go into Steve Kerr and his dad yeah. and all that stuff. I don't yeah. know. This is really great. Yeah, you know, this is a really great story and Steve Kerr's dad and all that stuff and. Yeah, but can we leave this for the Steve Kerr documentary? I don't care about Steve Kerr right now. Well, I was kind of familiar with it because uh, Gino Ariema, the coach of UConn's women's yeah. team, he has a podcast, or I think it, he doesn't do it anymore. But he had a podcast and he had Steve Kerr on, and they talked about it. And I was like, when I first heard it, then like a couple of years ago, I was like, holy shit, this is incredible! Yeah, holy shit, yeah. And I can't wait for that. Fuck, I I want a Warriors. I want a love. Well, we'll get into this afterwards, but like. I want some more documentaries just like this. Yeah, more documentaries. So how do you feel about Rodman? What was your takeaway from Rodman? And like, what, what was your things on Isaiah as well? Rodman is just, he's just a weirdo. He's, he's a weirdo, but let me tell you, he got Carmen Electra. Congratulations. He got you know Madonna. He got Tony Braxton. He got Carmen Electra, who is still fine to this day. Dude, the dude was killing it in the 90s. Here's a, here's a hot take. Okay. Madonna, I'm all set. I mean, in the 90s, she was considered a sex symbol. I'm all symbol. set. Hey, man, look. I, I'm with you, but you got to admit, like, if you're not necessarily the fish you want, but you can't deny that that was a big fish. Like, I'm just saying. Yeah, I guess if you want to raise your profile, then that would have been the route to go, but I, I don't see it. But, okay, 
so the Isaiah stuff to me is the best is some of the best stuff in it. See, I don't I don't care about the Isaiah stuff. Like I really honestly don't. Like I feel like that might be one thing you're talking about. Like what what's what didn't they show? I feel like there's gotta be way more to that. Well, they kind of touched on it. Yeah. You can't be that mad about somebody walking off the court twenty five years later. It's fascinating for anyone listening who feel similar to Kev, like they want more. When it comes to the bad boys and when it comes to the dream team, there were two separate documentaries. There was 30 for 30 on the bad boy Pistons. And there – was it a 30 for 30 or was it like an NBA, NBA I think TV? that one was an NBA Yeah, TV yeah. One. They did a documentary on the dream team. So I would recommend anyone listening, if you really want to get more into those particular uh, aspects and chapters, uh, there are separate documentaries. And I'll just reiterate that – as far as the Rodman, he just had a documentary, a 30 for 30 on Rodman. I watched that when it came out a while ago, and that really informed how I feel about Rodman more than this did. But he'd never get away with that shit now. Oh, like, my gosh. I just, I'll look, I'm like, man, the shit they let him get away with is crazy. Dog, I want – like, you know you know, Drunk History? You know that TV show Drunk History? Yeah. I want a Drunk History episode on, on Rodman's 48 hours or however long he was in Vegas. Like that – I can't imagine what that dude got into. That was – could you imagine going to your boss? Like normal, normal normal people like you and I could be like put in a time request like, hey, man, can I have like these days off in the middle of whatever month I'm going to do something? Could you – they're like, sure, that's fine. Dude, you have an off season. You have an off season and you still want to break in the middle of the season on a championship run? Oh, what? What are you talking about? Dude, it's, it's crazy. That, that would never fly today. No, not at all. Like unless you were like – like obviously, obviously, Dennis Rodman has some demons, and Dennis Rodman has some psychological, mental health issues. I'm not going to speculate. I'm not a professional. I'm not. That's not. I'm not qualified to make those uh, assertions. But I think he 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 definitely expands upon it in his thirty for thirty about his you know demons and his substance abuse issues and stuff like that. So it it just it it's just fascinating. I think that contrary to what uh, fucking Bill Simmons thinks, I think Dennis Rodman's fascinating, and. Uh, I just think that unless you were like like in today's age, if you had like serious mental health issues, like you were going through something like about a depression or something, they would extend you the courtesy of taking like some days off. But if you're just like, I need to go to Vegas for a weekend. Yeah, I don't think anybody would be down with that. Oh, and if you said, hey, I need to go for a weekend and they said, OK, and then you didn't show up for three more days after that. Yeah, dude. It's fucking wild. But I love the Isaiah stuff. I, I love that stuff. I, I remember seeing in the, in the Dream Team documentary and yeah. Jordan, when Jordan says no Isaiah stuff. Yeah. Now, that's one thing I don't necessarily know that I believe, that he was just like, who's playing? And they're like, oh, well, the guy, you, you know, the guy you're asking about, he's not playing. There's no freaking way that Michael Jordan didn't influence that decision. And yeah. there's no way Isaiah's coach was the coach. Yeah. And Magic Johnson There's was no one of his best friends. Well, I think they were having some beef at that but, time. But that kind of that kind of ties back to what I was saying up top about Jordan's influence. Like, you're like, did he did he explicitly exert pressure or make demands? Probably it not. Was probably known that he did not want him there. So guess what? Yeah, and that's what I think might have factored into making this. Like, did did Jordan say no? You're not talking about this, or did the filmmakers realize? Look, Michael's definitely not going to want us to put that in, so we might as well not even try. So that's no, but they talk about it. Yeah, but uh, it's said, it's I not even about what they come up with something that he 
you know, he's going to, we find a way to justify it over the time, but that's not, you know, he, it's not going to, nothing's going to make, nothing he's going to say is going to make me change the fact that he was, he's an asshole. Look, but again, it's not necessarily what he's like, I still hate them to this day. It's like, oof. It's not, well, he definitely hates Bill Lambeer. I really think Jordan and like, I think a lot of Bill Lambeer. Would fight now if like they were like allowed to. If they just were like fuck it, let's just do this out right now. They would totally fight. They would throw hands. But it's it goes back to it's not about what this documentary covers. Like everything that it's brought up, I'm sure Jordan probably didn't like everything, but he was he found it acceptable to talk about. It's what Jordan didn't find acceptable to talk about. It's like yeah, oh, that's that that's my questions about it. But again, I'm not gonna dwell on that. I don't know, man. The Isaiah thing. I'm just like. I just feel like I think it's overblown. Like I get it. Like Jordan, yeah, it's kind of crazy that he still holds a grudge. But I really don't think they really honestly care. Like I really. Then again, Jordan. One thing we did peel. (laughs) One thing we did peel from all this was Jordan does not let shit go at all. He'll make up shit to get angry about. He's angry. He's angry. He is just. I'm like. I think I texted you. I think I texted you during all this. Like, Michael Jordan is my antithesis. Like. He just does not let shit oh, go, yeah, and he's yeah. hyper competitive and so aggressive. I'm just like, well, there's my polar opposite right there. I am like, I don't care. Like, why would you lose sleep? But then again, he's gone way farther than I'll ever go in life, so maybe that is the key. I don't know, man. We'll see. Who knows? Different strokes for different folks. But it just was remarkable how, like, one little slight, like one little slight, and he was Almost just like fucking. That might have, that may or may not have even happened. Yeah, LeBradford Smith. <laughs> I was shocked. I did not know that LeBradford Smith story. And when yeah, I found out he that. made that shit up, I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me, dude? Oh, my God. Well, who, was the, who was the dude? Uh, oh, man. It was against the Jazz. I can't remember who it was. Was It, it was Byron, Byron Russell or Brian yeah. Russell. I can't remember if it's Byron or Brian. It doesn't matter. Like, And then the uh, – fuck. I just had it in my head. Uh the uh god damn it not the coup coach thing but uh oh man it was just like bj armstrong no 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 well yeah bj armstrong as well but there was another one i just had it in my brain it was just thinking about like dog really like you're really upset about this and shit like that it's just like i don't know man when george carl snubbed him at the restaurant i don't remember i don't oh gary payton the glove the glove how he was like, come on, I didn't have any problems with the glove. Uh, MJ, your stats say you kind of did. And he's like, well, I was going through things with my dad's stuff. It's like, <laughs> it can be both. It can be both. You can be going through something with your dad and Gary Payton is giving you fits. Like, it's not one or the other. It can be both. It can be a little bit of both. And it's just, a, it's just amazing how, it's just remarkable how, like, pathologically competitive. Yeah, dude, he's insane. And that was the great line, right, when he said, that that's the price of winning. Yeah, not necessarily, but for him it was. And look, I'm not here to cast judgment on Michael Jordan. Fuck, I don't care. Like, I really don't actively think about Michael Jordan on a regular basis. He does not yeah. have any bearing on my life. But I just think I'm like, man, I, I hope you're happy with everything. I hope it doesn't keep you up at night, like looking back, like things you regret. I mean, I hope it was worth it. I guess that's all I would tell Michael Jordan is, like, dude, I hope it was worth it. And looks like it was, man. Apparently, uh, <laughs> so. Well, you never know. It's the relationship with his kids and yeah, all that yeah, kind yeah. of shit. And, you know, his wife and all that stuff who they did not talk about. Like, it's... And that might have just been her, you know, protecting her privacy. Yeah. Not that he didn't want to talk about it, but what really, what's the relevance? Yeah, that's true. 
But so let's talk about something that is relative to you, my good brother. Um, we didn't have a chance to talk about this. We kind of touched up it on top. Um, we did have a segment in this doc with Kobe, and I did want to give you the floor to talk about it because you oh, haven't talked man. about it. I was kind of disappointed with the segment with Kobe. I thought there was going to be more Kobe. But, you know. It was only like five minutes. Yeah. But, you know, if you want to talk about, if you're comfortable talking about his passing, like you, you didn't get a chance. We, we went off the air, I think, right after he passed. And so if you wanted to touch upon Kobe. Like what he meant to yeah, you. Yeah, so that was like, that was probably, you know, I don't really, you know, whoever dies, I don't really care. Like, you know, I don't really care. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like, oh, that, that sucks. Yeah. And then you go on about your day. You know, people lost their mind when Michael Jackson died. or When Prince died. Uh, when Prince died, yeah. You yeah. know, Muhammad Ali maybe, even though Muhammad Ali was older, right? So it was, yeah. it was kind of, but man, this shit fucking hit me. Yeah, it hit me and too. And you man. have to be the goddamn bearer of bad news. I'm sorry. I just, I was like, someone needs to tell Kev, because, I mean, do you want to talk about your, uh, your, rela- your not relationship, but your history with Kobe? Like, you, you are the Kobe guy in my life. You, you are the guy. <laughs> it's, it's funny, because a lot of people, a lot of people, you know, several people were like, man, you're the first person I thought of. I had to text you to make sure you were okay. Uh, one of my really good friends, one of my oldest, uh, you know, my long time friends I was like man i feel like uh like, like i had to reach out like a family member died yeah <laughs> so what's the history the history is i don't know will got me into liking the lakers maybe yeah or, yeah i think it was even the lakers because i remember liking eddie jones yeah and eddie jones was the shooting guard before kobe was there and i really liked eddie jones they thought, traded him huh they're gonna get rid of eddie jones or this, for Kobe, you know whatever whatever yeah. And I think I've already said this on the podcast, and I'll just say it again. It's going to sound terrible, but um, he wasn't even my favorite player. I mean, he was, you know, he was one of my favorite players, but actually Dirk was my favorite player. Yeah. Probably because I'm white. And then <laughs> then the rape happened, right? This, yeah. is, this is so bad. And I was like, man, he didn't rape that girl. Fuck that. He needs my support. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> You were a young man, all right? You've learned in your years. You really. I have learned that. Yes, I have learned some things. Yeah. And so then it was just kind of, it, I was already a fan, and then it just kind of took off from there. And, you know, like everybody you know, everybody knows me as the Kobe guy, and I was the big Kobe defender against yeah. Shaq and all that kind of stuff. And You think he's you better know, than LeBron, you know? It's, I thought he was better than LeBron for a long time, long time, but I don't think that anymore. Look. I remember we had a great night together on Kobe's last game when he put up six. Oh, that was awesome. That was I one mean, of the best. I rewatched it. So, you know, they were doing like the, they were showing a lot of the old classic games, right? Yeah. And like, we we saw the 81 game. I saw the 81 game, which is not as exciting as you would think. Did you, did you watch lot, that live? A lot of free. No, 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 no. Oh. A lot did. of free throws. Yeah. A lot of free throws. It was kind of like, oh, okay. But then, uh, you know, his final game, like that was going on, and the Warriors were going for 73. And, yeah. But I was watching the Kobe game, and, you know, he jacked up, he jacked up 50 times. And it, at that point, what the fuck, what was the really, the, you know. <laughs> it was awesome. That was amazing. Um, we stayed up late, because it ended like 1 o'clock Central Time. Yeah, it was late. Dude, and you know, I, like, Gab doesn't know me like this, but... I would stay up because the yeah. Lakers are always on at nine thirty. Yeah, and I would stay up and I would watch those games. Yeah, 
and freaking Kobe was my is my favorite player. Was my favorite player. I had the jerseys. Yeah. Oddly enough, I've never had a pair of Kobe's. I'm not really big into sneakers like that. Like honestly, I thought about. I was like, I should probably buy a pair of Jordans. But like, I don't care enough. I don't really care. Yeah, enough. and they're expensive. Yeah. Um, and then so it was like a multitude of things, right? So like he dies. Like, Horrifically, oh, tragically. Fuck, man, my favorite player. That fucking sucks. Yeah. Like I, I again, I don't cry when people win things. Yeah. I don't care. But I mean, I'm telling you, it was the same with like Tigers. Like you, you know, you're talking with your friends, right? And they're busting your balls and they're giving you shit. And this is when I was working at Wingstop, and people were really giving me shit. Yeah. Kobe's a bitch and all this, you know, and all this, you know, you're, you're, you're. You fight for your team and your 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 guys, the guys that you grew up loving. Yeah. And so Kobe won the first one after Shaq. I was like, fucking right, fuck all of these motherfuckers, fucking right. And then, and then, so then he dies, right? And you're like, damn, man, my favorite player just tragically is forty years old, whatever however old he was. Yeah. Then it's like, oh, then he's with his daughter. Yeah. And it's like, you know. Same thing Michael Jordan probably did, right? He sacrificed probably a lot of family time and a lot of, yeah, you know, uh, relationships with his with his daughter to be this basketball player and be this great basketball player. Yeah. And he's trying to get, get that time back. Yeah. And then, you know, I got, I got young Claire, right? You know, you're like, God, that would fucking suck. So it was just, a, it was just, a, you know, it was, a, it was, if I didn't have a kid, then, you know, again, this is going to, it's going to sound bad, but you don't, you don't know, man. You really don't know until you have a kid. Yeah, you you know it sucks. Like a kid died, right? Like that's fucking terrible. But when you start thinking about like, oh man, he was just trying to spend time with his daughter and connect, yeah, and bond and develop these relationships, and to die like that, it sucked. It sucked. Yeah, I uh, I stayed with me for a long time. Yeah, you uh, you know me, and anyone non who doesn't know me, I'm not. I wasn't a fan of Kobe. Like I didn't have anything against him, but I really wasn't a fan of Kobe when I was growing up as a kid. But later on in life, I started to appreciate him more, more so for uh, the the consistency he gave throughout his career, but also outside off the court, what he was becoming off the court. I really a deep admiration set in for Kobe in me, and I was a mess. I was a I was I bawled my eyes out that entire day. Yeah. I think that was a Sunday. And it was a Sunday. I was bawling my eyes out. I could not stop crying because I thought it was so tragic and so sad. And like, it's, it's such a stupid way to die. It's like, it's it's Jesus. it's awful. It's I it, it the whole the whole circumstances around it are are just awful. And you know, tying it back to Mike, you know, I was I, I kind of gotten better, and then I saw it through. I literally watched. Don't tell my bosses this, but I like, you know, while his memorial service was going on i was watching it while i was at work and well i was working from home at that point so you know i had it on and i was i was paying more attention to that than my actual job at the time for a few hours but i that was kind of the beginning of like michael jordan kind of being like a human with like emotions and like you know what i mean yeah my you never hear from michael jordan yeah and you never hear from him and hearing about their relationship and hearing about like he inspired him to be a better person. It's like, you mean to tell me Kobe inspired MJ? Like that usually goes the other way around. And I just thought I was like, wow, Michael is, you know, and it kind of softened me on Michael. Like I thought he was a heartless sociopath. And now I'm like, right, actually, exactly. you know what? He's not that bad. He, he, I mean, he's, he's not, he's not, he's not perfect, he's, but he's, yeah. 
and he cracked a joke about the Jordan meme. Yeah. And, you know, that that was just, it's like, oh, okay, this guy's kind of got a sense of humor about it. He's not like, mad. I mean, maybe he is mad about it, yeah. right? But that fucking meme was really funny for a long time. <laughs> yeah, and I, I got to tell you, man, uh, God, that that memorial service tore me up again, too. I was, I, I again, I. Yeah, it was, yeah. yeah. The older I, I just get, I kept saying it's not fair. It's not fair. like what is fair though, right? I mean, what is fair? Yeah, and but it's like, man, it's not that's not supposed to happen. Yeah, and it it just happened. It just that's the thing. It just happened. Like it just happened. It did. Like you know, people are in in times of great tragedy and great loss. Like people want to fill in their own blanks and you know project things onto that. And sometimes you have to accept that reality is just. It's just cold like that, that it awful shit just happens. And, and one yeah. other thing I was thinking is like, you know, Kobe's doing all these kinds of things, right? That you don't necessarily see, right? Yeah. So like my time with Kobe was pretty much, you know, it's done, right? I, yeah. I, I watched all the games. Yeah. So like, you know, what we're really, what really was there more for him to give me? Like selfishly, right? We're, we're just talking selfishly. I, yeah. I know that all the, you know, there's way more important things than what Kobe Bryant provided me, right? Mm. Um, but, like, you know, there's no more games, right? There's nothing else for him to... Yeah. But the Hall of Fame induction, you know, yeah. like that that was going to be something. And then, But really, what is there left for me to experience with Kobe? You know, I watched the, the documentary, the little short, the short of uh, Dear Basketball thing. Yeah. But really, you know, there wasn't much left for us, right? For for me to consume. As far as you know, we'll never know. I guess. As, well, I mean, I don't really. It, it, him creating a movie or creating a show isn't going to affect me the same way. Yeah. It uh, it was rough. It was rough. Yeah, it um, fucking sucked. It really fucking sucked. Wrapping up. I mean, obviously, you would probably want one on Kobe, but who else would you like a ten-hour document documentary on? Well, you gotta figure LeBron's going to get his right. Yeah. I mean, he's going to be in Space Jam too. He seems to be like whatever Michael. It's really weird. Like their relationship is fascinating. Like, like Jordan. Literally, the the story is that he saw LeBron beat the seventy three and ten seventy three and uh, nine Golden State Warriors in twenty sixteen, and then he decided, okay, it's time to make the the Last Dance documentary. It's so fascinating how they are just like so like. Yeah, it's what like a I cold war from, from them. For them, yeah. What I took away from it was like, oh, LeBron's probably really you know excited to watch this documentary, and somehow it turns into a reflection of you know on LeBron James. Yeah, it's kind of unfair. It's like a compare. Yeah, it's like a shitty thing to LeBron James. It's mm-hmm. like, man, this dude probably can't even enjoy watching this because he knows people are gonna start shit talking him. You know, right after this is done. Yeah, that's one of the unfortunate side effects of. Uh, at least in sports journalism, sports media right now, everything about this has eventually reverted to or regressed to the the LeBron MJ debate. And I'm just like, I'm fucking yeah. hate, I fucking hate that debate so much. I fucking hate that debate. Both sides are obnoxious. Both sides make unfair assertions and accusations and generalizations. I'm just like, this is so arbitrary and stupid. It's not... It's not one or the other. It can be both. Why do we have to boil it down to Skip Bayless being the fucking crusader <laughs> himself about all this? Like, I just, I, I don't understand. But yeah, I really would love one. I would love, again, I would love a documentary on Steve Kerr. Because he, I mean, if you think about that man's life, like, 
I mean, he won four in a row. And then he, you know, he hopped around as... He's got a lot of rings. Yeah, and, and he hopped around as, you know, uh, I think it was at Arizona, or it was Phoenix he was a GM, or he was a executive. Yeah, and he, started, he, yeah he started at, at Phoenix, and then he went back to TV, and then yeah. he almost became the Knicks head coach. Oh, thank God. He, I bet he counts as he's like, nah, I'm so glad I went to Golden State. And now he's, I mean, he, he won three more with as a coach. I mean, he's in the rare... Uh, yeah, three more, yeah. He he's in the rare class of championships. Yeah, he's got as a, three with them. He's got three with the Warriors, three with the Bulls, and how many with San Antonio? I think he's got Number one. With, I think he's got one with the. Oh really? Just only one. I okay. think he won. I could be wrong. I could be misremembering, but I think he just won that one after he got traded to the Spurs in the lockout season. But yeah, man, I would love. I would really love LeBron one. I would really love. Uh, well, you know they got. Kobe's last season. Yeah, definitely. All this footage from Kobe. Yeah. And how about the how about the Warriors? Well, in like 15 years from now, would you like a? Uh, yeah, I mean, I love Steph. Uh, I'd watch anything that has to do with that because I'm sure there's enough drama for them too. Yeah. Ooh, buddy, I can't wait for that one. I, I... And Steph was Steph was on a level of like, yeah, not Michael Jordan, obviously, but he changed the game. He's and and everybody mobbed him. They were, yeah. you know. And nobody saw that coming. Nobody saw Steph becoming who he was. And uh, like, uh, I would love uh, one more doc that I think I would I would love is probably like, Tom Brady. Yeah, I'll probably, probably make one about Tom Brady. Oh I yeah, can't imagine that would be very interesting. But the last year with the Patriots would be very interesting. But I would like it doesn't need to be ten hours, but like a two hour maybe doc on the KD Russ and Harden Thunder. Because that, yeah. that that year they went to the finals, like how much like potential they had, and then it it fucking disappeared. Well, it didn't disappear overnight, but it definitely like you thought like, oh man, these guys are gonna be the dominant team in the West for the next like five years, and then James Harden got tra- traded, and it's just like wow, that fell apart real quick. Yeah, that was fucking. And it's you know the, the one that's coming up this coming weekend is Lance Armstrong. Fuck that guy. I'm gonna watch it because I mean, dude, I. Yeah, I, I I know a lot about that already, but yeah, I mean I don't I, I don't quite understand all the science of blood yeah. doping, but I know he lied to a lot of people and came clean, you know. But I think that's fascinating too. I, I I'm gonna watch it, even if there wasn't what's going on was going on right now. I would still watch it, but I would just be like, I'm just gonna watch it with a fuck you under my breath every fucking five minutes. Just like man, fuck you, Lance Armstrong. He's a you fucking liar. You fucking merciless. Like asshole, god damn, fuck you! Yeah, it's not just a lie; it's like the 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 lengths you went to to ruin people. Yeah, anyway, you, we don't need to talk about that. But yeah, that's we'll talk about that maybe down the line. So yeah, I think that does it for the topics. Are you ready to get into the questions? Oh, one other thing I wanted to point out, like yeah, so you know it was like oh Kobe, oh, but did you feel like don't you kind of go like oh yeah David Stern too he's he's not here anymore yeah kind of forgot it kind of like you know what I mean like he, it didn't seem like he got that kind of like recognition for like also not being here but it was different because he he, he I mean he was what seventy something eighty something years old and again I, it's never a good time for anyone to pass I feel bad for his loved ones but he was an older man and he accomplished a lot and he had already moved on from being uh, the commissioner. So I feel like he was in the twilight of his life anyway. Yeah, so it was, true. It's not as tragic, but yeah, it is unfortunate. But it, 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 
I just think that it was the Kobe passing was more traumatic. And I think yeah, that's why it was sure. more memorable. Um, okay, so you, let's move on to the questions, man. We got about, you know, we can do these in about 10 minutes. Did you like the questions? Yep. Did you did you read them and think they were okay? Yeah, I read them. Go ahead. Okay, so I'm these trying, are... Uh, some of these are hard to remember, but... Yeah, I got, I got them in front of me. So these are, again, for anyone who's never listened, I don't know why you'd start now, but hey, welcome aboard. Uh, I ask each of my guests, usually their first time back, you know, I ask these questions at the end of each episode. Um, and so, yeah, these are the new ones. I'm really, I really dig them. Uh, so let's get it started. Kev, when did you get your first cell? <laughs> I remember this. When did you get your first you cell remember? phone? Because I don't necessarily remember. I remember the the how Is mad you were. Grade? I I when did you get your first cell phone? Uh, what kind was it? I, I was, yeah. I don't. I can't remember. if I was in ninth grade or tenth grade, but I remember you got one in like sixth, you know, fourth grade. No, I got one in sixth grade. And then mom will say some bullshit like, <laughs> well, you showed how responsible you could be, so I that's your brother. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, the, the, that's, the, that's the next 10-hour documentary, how, how Kevin Flores was short stick. I got the short stick in the, in the Flores household. I want to say, I can't remember if it was ninth grade, definitely 10th grade. Okay. But I don't, uh, oh gosh, what kind of phone was it? It was one of those, like, was it? I, it I was imagine. a Nokia. Yeah. I don't know if it was the first, very first one I got was a flip phone, yeah. Nokia, or was it the, oh man, like the little, maybe like six inch one that had like a little screen. Yeah. What and I, you could play, you played Snake on it. Yeah. What I remember about you and your cell phone, I remember we had the issue of your minutes and the text messages you sent all the time. Dude, like, text messaging used to be 10 cents. Yeah. Can you believe that? text. It was, t- dude, it was such bullshit. 10 cents. For one that you sent and one that you received, like yeah. I didn't tell them to fucking text me. Yeah, and but I just remember what I always remember about you is like you were so proficient at texting, you could text without looking at your phone. And I'm like, what kind of sorcery when, like, is this? You had to hit the button, like yeah, you, know, you had to hit A like three times to get the yeah. C or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I couldn't believe that shit. I was like, I'll never be that good at texting. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, yeah, man, that was a long time ago. Fuck, that was what two thousand. Five? 2006? Yeah, around there. Uh, no, 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 no. Freshman year was... That, I graduated in 2005, so freshman year was probably 2002, 2001, 2002, around Jeez. there. I forget that you graduated. I'm, it must have been high school. Mom would probably know, but yeah. I, I, it must have been high school. Okay. Start of high school. What is one reality TV show or game show you would do the best on? Okay. No, this is a relatively new one. All right. Have you seen uh, Too Hot to Handle? Oh my god! No, I know of it, but fuck that show. I'm you not know watching. the premise? Something about they can date, but they can't touch each other, have sex with each other. I can't. You can't, you can't have sex with each other or kiss each other or something for a month, dude. One month. One month? Yeah, one month. Ah, you know. <laughs> and it, like, so it's, a, it's like it's a hundred thousand dollars, but you would you split it with like the people who are there at the end, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but like. I wouldn't cost any money because it's a fucking month. Do you realize what you can do with ten grand? You stupid fucks! It's all these young people who don't understand what money is. Yeah, and like, it's. I, I think what the struggle is the fact that they keep them pretty like secluded, and they don't really allow them to do other things. Like, so they yeah, and they're they're half naked and they're all yeah. good looking. And there's alcohol involved, so you know. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, they, yeah. there's some challenge so, to it, but yeah, it's it's fucking stupid. So you think that would be the best one? Like a, like a 
if you want to do like a real game show, probably something like Family Feud or something. Oh yeah, we would fuck. I contend that you, Gab, Mom, and Will, and I would fucking kill nope. a Family Feud. Nope. You can't have Will. Why not? The older people are too slow. Oh my god. Can't have it. I'm gonna tell him you said uh, that. I'm gonna tell you him you said that. Tell him I said it. <laughs> uh, no, they they think too much. They they don't. They're not quick enough. They're wise. What the fuck are you? Ta- Will is one of the smartest it's not dudes about we being know. Wise. It's about being quick. Oh my god. Watch the show. Do you watch Family Feud? Watch the show. And they always put the old person last. And watch how awful that person usually does. Do they say Ph Flamingo? <laughs> okay. So no, they don't say anything. That's the problem. <laughs> okay. Uh, what is your favorite book? So, you know, I probably only read like five books. My Cat in a Hat, right? Front of that. Huh? Cat in a Hat, right? Dude. Well, well, I guess that list has grown since we got Claire and read her books all the time. But, uh, like, a, like adult books. So, probably my favorite book is it's by uh, Jim Miller. Yeah. He wrote the ESPN book, These Guys Have All the Fun. Yeah. And, like, you know, me, that's what I wanted to do, right? Yeah. That's all I cared about. That's all I probably, you know, that's all I used to watch growing up. Then you read that book and you go, oh, that place kind of fucking sucks. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah. that place has bullshit just like every, everywhere else. My um, my favorite book, I didn't read it until uh, high school. Yeah, maybe college. Was it high school? I can't remember. But I didn't really appreciate it until I was an adult in college. Um, the Great Gatsby. It's my favorite book. There's a movie. The movie's actually – I actually like the Leo Laz Berman movie except for Tobey Maguire. He's so bad in that film. But uh, yeah, that's my favorite book. I, I've read that book probably five times in my life. I'm trying to think like in school, if there was a book to read, did I ever read it? That's how I like, found out. Did I ever read yeah. the full thing? Th- that's how I, I found my love. I had to read Jurassic yeah. Park. <laughs> that's also a great book I think book. we read Jurassic Park which is actually the book I, ha- I can't believe I'm going to say this but the book I think was better than the movie well that, that's a conversation for another day but I think that both are great in separate ways uh, the, I, I actually prefer uh, Andromeda Strain by Michael Crichton I think that's a bit I like that one more than I like Jurassic Park I don't even know what that is it's, if it, there's a movie I'm not going to read the book <laughs> Uh, I remember reading the high school Frankenstein in 1984, and those are two other of my favorites. And Hamlet, I read Hamlet as well. I mean, that's a play, but oh still. God, I don't even know what the fuck they're talking about in Hamlet. Okay, now these don't have to be what you currently own. It could have been all time. But what are your favorite pair of shoes? Like either you have now or you've ever had. So not just like, man, that's a tough one. I have no idea. Okay, well, what do you, what about now? What are you I, what are you wearing these days that you think is like you know, like all oh, these are my good shoes? You know, I love shoes. Yeah, you do. I love shoes. Um, right now, I just got a new pair during quarantine. I got the Nike Tailwinds. Yeah, they're so they're like a classic like sneaker kind of look. Yeah, and I got the J Crew. Oh, they're J. They're not J Crew, but the Nike Kill Shots. They're on J Crew's website. Yeah, I really like those. Man, what's my favorite pair of shoes? What's funny, when you say, like, what's your favorite pair of shoes, I actually think of a pair of Adidas that I had, like, in ninth or 10th grade. Me and Je- me and my one of my other longest friends, uh, you might know who I'm talking about, um, we had the same shoes. Mm. And so now when I think of, like, shoes, I think about, oh, yeah, we had the same shoes. It was, like, this funny thing that we didn't know each other, and then we had the same shoes, and we kind of became friends, not because of the shoes, but... Okay. Um, Man, I don't know what my favorite pair of shoes are, though. I've had too many shoes. Yeah, I think uh, 
I don't I don't own them now, but I used to own them. Uh, they were also a pair of Adidas. They were uh, I can't remember. I think the they black, did you have the black Celtas? Yeah, I think that's where they were. And you know, they were I I, I bought like three pairs of those. Like I had those all throughout high school. And I had in high school, I had the white Sheltos that were with the blue. Yeah, with the blue. I had the I had the black with the white stripes, and uh, I don't wear them anymore because like I prefer Nike now. I think they the Nike I I moved on from those Adidas. This is, we're spending way too long on this question, but I don't fucking care. I'm enjoying it. Uh, we uh, and then after I moved on to those because they wore out so quickly. Like, I bought three pairs in a row. And I felt like they wore out so quickly. And then I bought the Nike uh, pretty much the Nike versions where it's the all black with the white stripe, and I can't. Yeah. And now I'm I'm rocking a pair of Air Force Ones, and I think Air Force Ones are the greatest sneakers of all time. Like I honestly think that they're the best. I love my Air Force Ones. I got to get a new pair because uh, these are running kind of raggedy, but I got to buy a new pair. And I love them. you've converted me to a Nike guy. Like Nike running shoes and Air Force Ones. Those are all I want. It's all everywhere. It's all everywhere. Okay. This I is a bit. I got Kyrie. I got Kyrie <laughs> basketball shoes here, which I hate because Kyrie's a fucking weirdo too. <laughs> Okay, this is a bit of a weirder one. Um, what is your favorite smell or scent? And I know what it is. It's eucalyptus, right? Oh, that's fucking eucalyptus. Goddamn. <laughs> I hate that shit. I love it. Um, Dude, I hate it. But what's your favorite? Um, it could I be weird. It could be anything. I don't know the... Um, I don't know. It's a. It's a, like a Clorox wipe. Yeah. But it's like... I don't know the, I don't know the exact scent. Okay. But I'll never forget when we moved in, when we went to go visit, um, we were looking at buying the house on Terraza del Este. Yeah. I don't even know if we were there, but we went to go visit and the people were there. And like, I, the way the house smelled, I'll never forget it. And I believe it's like a, it must be a Clorox scent, okay. but it's, um, it, I think it's also like a wipe now, but yeah, it smells so good. It smells like clean. And, but other than that, I don't really have like a scent i don't fucking like perfume i don't like yeah. cologne i don't like all that shit i uh usually if i need a candle like if i'm like oh this place i could i need a candle for my house or whatever i usually go like an apple cinnamon so that's usually my favorite but i also <laughs> love 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 the smell of bacon like i love smelling bacon like that dude i hate bacon oh, i love it so much like it smells it stinks up your house for the oh, rest I of love the day it. i love it i love cooking bacon going out somewhere and then coming back and my apartment still smells like bacon I'm like oh yes oh. i love it love it love it love it okay uh okay so let's say you could only watch tv shows or movies for the rest of your life what would you pick all right question okay if i'm watching movies is it just at my house or is that a movie theater it could be at a movie theater it could be only movies for the rest of your life in a movie theater in your house or whatever I think I'm gonna go movies. Yeah, I think I would go movies as well. The problem is, like with TV shows, like after like three or four seasons, I'm like, okay, this is enough already. Like, <laughs> wrap this shit up. Like Homeland, I just finished Homeland. Yeah. Like man, eight seasons. Fuck God, can you wrap this shit up in four? <laughs> That's how I feel. Like if you can't tell a story in five years, like five seasons, you probably, you know, you probably should stop. Okay. Now, this is a bit of a harder one, so feel free to go as far as with this as you want. You Say you got to use a time machine. Yeah. When, when, or, when or where, when and where would you go, but you got to stay there for at least three days? Uh, see, the three days is kind of tricky because I think I'd like to go back to like, like cavemen, Neanderthal type. Yeah. 
and I and I'd want to go like where I live now. Because what the what did it look like? Oh man, like, Baton Rouge really was a fucking forest probably back then, dude. Well, I mean, most of it probably was a yeah, forest. This but is like, true. I just want to know, like, what was life like? What did people do? Like, so have you seen um Lucy with Scarlett Johansson? Oh fuck that movie. Bullshit. Well, you know, how, like at the yeah. end of the movie, it goes all the way back to like Lucy's this. I guess I've never I've never hit. watched that film. Oh, fuck that well, movie. I just want to know which like how shit was. Yeah. But you what wouldn't want to spend like, you yeah. wouldn't want to spend like a camping trip back then. Yeah, three so three days is going to be tough there, right? Because how the what are you going to eat? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you got to kill your own. You got to have brontosaurus yeah, for fucking have to dinner. Kill a fucking buffalo. Or something. <laughs> okay, so where would you go? Do you have anywhere in mind? You could you don't you can say no. I don't have anything in mind. That's too long. I don't, it's up to you, man. Yeah, it would just be it would just be going back to like you can go before. in the fa- hey you could go in the past or the future. Like for me. I would go like a oh. hundred years or two hundred years in the future and live there for three days and see what happens. If we're still around, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's a tough one. Okay, we can move right, on. Go, go to the next, yeah, go to the next okay, one. I think you might be able to answer this one. Uh, yeah, you already probably have it. Would you rather be an Olympic gold medalist or a Nobel Prize winner, and if so, for what? Olympic gold medalist. Okay, I figured. I figured. Um, I figured golf. Golf would be great. There's a bunch. I'd love to be golf. I'd love to play basketball. Maybe even skiing. Oh yeah, you did get into skiing. I remember that. You know, like they how they go down those the the yeah. I don't even know what it's called, but they go super fucking fast down that. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mountain, the, basically, the ramp. Al- or whatever, alpine yeah. skiing. Yeah, something like that. I'd love to do that. Um. Yeah, and then. 40 years later, I'll transition to become a woman. <laughs> oh, shut up. <laughs> Stupid son of a bitch. I honestly think that uh, I've never been good at soccer at all. But if, our, if I could be on the men's team that won gold, I, that would be amazing. Like, that would be amazing. Like, I, I think soccer or, like, track or long distance or marathon running, that would be cool. But I think I'd go with soccer. Like, if I could be a gold medalist in the U.S. men's, like, soccer team, that would be... I mean, swimming would be cool. Like, that, like you would get, like, a lot of popularity. I don't care about swimming. I'm not... I'm never really Me either, doing. but you'd be, you'd be, like, famous. Or you, like, yeah. you could be famous from that. If, if, but given the choice, I, I would pick probably track or, or sprint or whatever or something like that, track and field, rather than swimming. So, Okay. I figured I knew you would be a gold medalist, uh, Nobel Prize winner. I'd be like, Kev would give a shit about Nobel Prize. <laughs> yeah, what do I care about that? Okay, I don't even know what you got to do to get that. Uh, it's it's complicated, but you get paid for it. You get like five hundred grand or something like that. Um, oh, damn. Yeah, you get paid by the Nobel Foundation or Nobel Organization, whatever. Uh, okay, you know uh, we're not out of this yet. We're still in the middle of this pandemic. Uh, it's not over. We don't know when it will end uh, and what it will look like afterwards. But, you know, just projecting forward, the last question I want to ask you, Kev, is, you know, five years from now, however time, however much time you want to project forward, what do you hope we all learn from what's happening this year and from all of this? Uh, hopefully we learn to be prepared. Okay. Um, trust the science. Tr- or follow the science. Make decisions. Not that scientists should be making decisions, but let the scientists do their thing and we learn from the science. Okay. We follow the science. I think another thing is we realize we don't really need as much shit as we think we do. Yeah. 
Because I think yeah. a lot of people missed basic human interaction. Yeah. Right? Wouldn't you think that's like what most people really were missing and really wanted the most? Yeah. Yeah. And that was the shittiest part for us is like we couldn't see mom or other friends or other family for anything. These kids are graduating high school and don't even get to see people for it. I felt really bad for those um, kids that missed out on graduation, you know, high school or college. Yeah, I'm trying to wonder, like, what is going to be the biggest, like, change that we get from this? One way to look at it. People are going to be, like Fauci said, what, we should never shake hands again. Hey, man, I'm always going to fist bump. I don't know if that's true, but maybe that's one thing. Are so, we all going to be like weirded out to be close to each other again? So, you know, like, like strangers. One way to look at it. One way to look at it is like in five years from now, when Claire's a little kid, or like ten years from now, when she's like you know still a little kid but more conscious of things, and she asks about what was this like, what would you tell her? I think I'd say it was pretty dumb. <laughs> <laughs> People are dumb. President's dumb. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. But I would just say you know it didn't really change anything really for us. We, didn't, we don't do shit. We stay home mostly anyway. I think you would stress how fortunate y'all were and how unfortunate it was for a lot of people. Because I never, I don't know, maybe, but like I, I'd go to the grocery store, I never really felt like unsafe or in like yeah. risk of catching anything. I never felt that way. So it wasn't really anything, but just like I guess how serious, is it how serious it was for people? My my main takeaway from all this is we didn't – I don't think people were consciously, like, actively aware how dependent and reliant we all were on each other. Like, like one, one link in the chain, especially economically speaking, goes down and then it affects five yeah, other links. Yeah, I didn't even think of that. And then I think that's going to be my biggest takeaway, the fact that, you know, we all like to think that – we're masters of our own destiny. It's like, well, you kind of are, but if shit starts going bad in this part of the world, it affects the supply chain. It might affect revenue, and like, it all goes to shit really fucking quick. So that's that thing. That's going to be my main takeaway from it all. That's true. That, yeah, that's 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 a really good answer because um, after a month, companies are freaking the fuck out. It's like, God, wait, you don't have a month? <laughs> yeah, but anyway. So that's going to do it for us tonight, guys. Thank you all for listening. Welcome back again. Uh, I'm really excited about the next uh, year, probably year and a half. We got This is one episode of 25 that we're going to do. We're going to wrap up with episode 100. I have an idea of what that's going to be. I'm thinking Kev might be involved. We'll, we'll see where we are in about a year and a half. Please like and subscribe and share with all your friends. Uh, we really appreciate it. So yeah, it's going to do it for us, man. Thank you for doing this. Uh, give my love to Gab. Give my love to Claire. I miss you guys. I'll see you guys in July because even the reunion might be canceled, but I'm still going to come to town because I miss y'all. Okay. So yeah, thanks for doing this, man. And you know, I guess I'll catch you later. All right, dude. Talk to you later. All right, bye. 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 Thank you.